One. Maxie Rygate held tightly to the wheel of her dark green Mustang. Bumper traffic on the LIE made her roll her eyes, and the growl tickling her throat forced its way up and out of her mouth. That's it. Nothing you can do about it, Max. Her green eyes scanned the interior of her car, just in case there was something there to eat. Her stomach rumbled, and she remembered that she had thrown a power bar into the glove compartment the week before, when she had parked her car in long term at the airport. It was going to be a couple of hours before she reached her home on Shelter Island, and she needed food. Standstill traffic gave her the opportunity to bend and reach for the clasp on her glove compartment. It fell open, and she saw the silver foil. Yeah, you don't look in good shape, but we'll give you a try. Maxie was already tearing open the wrapper and biting into the aged and unsavory food of the moment. Oh, yuck. She promptly dumped it on the passenger seat beside her briefcase, just as the airwaves outside lit up with a group honk. She screwed up her mouth and watched with interest as a burly man stuck his head out of his car window and cursed the world. No one was moving. She wanted to curse the world. Instead, she attempted to amuse herself by looking around. Daydreaming took over, and it was with a start that she realized the cars in front of her had gained some measurable distance— she hit the gas to close the gap, and whop! The traffic suddenly came to an abrupt stop, sending her power bar and her father's briefcase, which had been beside her on the passenger seat, flying to the floor. The briefcase hit like a ton of weights and popped open, spewing papers all over the place. Damn. Okay, Maxie, calm yourself. Today was the day she wasn't going to allow the traffic on the LIE to get to her. She was trouble-free, wasn't she? Oh, sure. Trouble free and crazy. She was sitting with her family's ancient journals all over her dirty car floor. Her father would have a fit. A scowl marred her pretty face. She glanced at the traffic as she made an irritated attempt to retrieve her papers and folders. She gave it up and returned to closing yet another gap between her and the parking lot in front of her. Had it only been a day ago that she had sat dutifully and listened to her dad repeat the family legend to her, for the umpteenth time, her family legend had hovered over her head all her life, and she was sick of hearing, knowing about it. A sigh escaped her, and then another. The Rygate legend. So what, she told herself. It wasn't as though she were a werewolf or anything. It wasn't as though she were some kind of sorcerer out to conquer the universe. What she wanted to know was what a story, true or otherwise, that took place in 1814 had to do with her in the here and now. She had to put it aside and keep it from overshadowing her life. If her father would let her do that. Druids, fae, and an evil vampire-type woman, come on. She had listened to her dad. She had taken the journals he handed her and insisted she read and reread, and she had promptly put it all out of her head. Growing up with her uh, special qualities had been difficult enough. Having her date bring her home because she'd blacked out with a vision and then never getting another call from him again had been a death-defying experience at sixteen. To have this incident repeated when she was out with a guy she really liked in college had been embarrassing and tortuous. Seeing their wide-eyed, let-me-get-out-of-here expressions had made her slightly gun-shy. A serious relationship after that had been impossible. Now, what did her parents want from her? She'd just spent a wonderful Christmas week with them in England at their luxurious ancestral home, Rygate Grange. 
She thought she would escape without one sentence about their damnable legend. She was thrilled whenever they were at Reigate. The family was able to enjoy their ancestral home only during the months of December through April, and she only during Christmas. The rest of each year, it was registered on the list of historic homes in the tour guide. Traffic was moving again, and Maxie tried to think of something else. But her mind wandered back to her father's voice. He just wouldn't give it up. He had been so intense when they had been at Heathrow Airport. Something in his eyes and the tone of his voice had disturbed her. Maxie didn't want to hear it. She didn't want druids and fay in her life. And now he was telling her about some impossible vampire-type woman who was going to come after her. What?'